Now, the biggest football event this country has ever hosted is just over 100 days away. The FIFA Women's World Cup, co-hosted with New Zealand, of course, will bring in an estimated $460 million into the Australian economy. That's serious money, and this is a seriously big event. And one person right at the coalface is Jane Fernandez, COO of the FIFA Women's World Cup, and she joins us now. Evening, Jane. Good evening. Thanks for having me. No, great to have you on the show. So just over 100 days to go, as I say, how's the blood pressure? <laughs> well, it's pretty high at the moment, Or although I must say we are definitely on track to deliver the biggest and the greatest ever FIFA Women's World Cup. Um, we've built an amazing team right across Australia and New Zealand, and everyone is absolutely well, working at full pace. Um, and we just can't wait to really open the gates and kick it off. I wouldn't expect anything less for you to have said that. So what does a COO have to do in the build-up to an event like this? And how difficult is it to balance a co-hosted World Cup? Because I, I imagine that there's two of every one and everything. Is that right? There's actually three in some in some uh, oh, wow. functional areas. Because we've <laughs> also got, obviously, our colleagues in Zurich that we work side-by-side side with. Mm-hmm. Um but, yeah, look, I'm responsible for all of the nuts and bolts, if you like, um, making sure that um, integration is happening right across the business. We're really right in the operational planning phase, basically about to tip into delivery. Um, we're also launching now our readiness program, really a lot of testing and ensuring that we are integrated, not just within Australia, but also across Australia and New Zealand and also um, Zurich. Just recently, we welcomed all of the Zurich team out here to Australia and New Zealand and conducted uh, venue inspections, training site inspections, and looked at all of the key pieces of infrastructure, which was, again, a really important part of, of the readiness program. I wanted to ask you about the infrastructure. Now, I called a couple of A-League games at the weekend, and with the greatest respect, the pitches weren't that great. Now, I know you've got a uh, the clean stadium. You've got six weeks sort of build-up where nothing else can take place. But, but this is a Winter World Cup. We are likely at some point to get a bit of rain here and there. Are there any concerns that there might be some problems in that regard? Look, we're working with Alan Ferguson. I'm not sure if you know, Al, he is the grass guru based in uh, FIFA Zurich. He's been out and inspected um, all of the pitches across training sites, um, base camps as well. Um, and he's really confident in the stat, the status of the, the pitches at the moment. Um, that being said, there's a full program in place to ensure that the pitches are absolutely pristine. We're working with all of the grounds um, people right across the country to ensure we deliver that. And we saw that at the playoff tournament in New Zealand. The pitches just looked amazing. Mm. Yeah, You've had a fairly long lead into this tournament, of course, but uh, uh, obviously COVID must have put a big spanner in the works. Have you been in some ways playing a bit of catch-up ever since? I think I hired 90% of my team during COVID on teams. Um so, no, I wouldn't say we've been playing catch-up. I think um, we've been planning whilst not in the same office. Everyone, from the word go, from the moment they were employed, has been working um, solidly on the planning. Um, so I'd say we're in absolutely great shape, but it was very welcome to be able to get into the office together and start planning in the same room. It definitely makes life a lot easier. Jay, Simon just mentioned there the, the state of the pitches, but obviously... Not just that. We know Australia is a country that has a lot of professional sport and, and other football codes. How have you found the cooperation with those sports, uh, given that the stadiums are all multi-purpose? Well, during the bid, we had a commitment to collaborate on scheduling with the codes, which was really important and an important step um, in helping us with the bid to secure the stadiums. As you guys know, stadiums, training sites all had to sign off as part of the bid process. So that was really locked away very, very early. 
Um, the, the other codes have been nothing but supportive and we've worked really closely with them to ensure we can deliver the best infrastructure for the tournament. Uh, just to extend that point a little bit further, obviously I know you used to work for Football Australia before you took on this role. Uh, are you a little disappointed that Australia won't have some new dedicated football stadiums as a result of this tournament? I mean, most other countries, when they host a World Cup, get at least one. Look, we um, obviously we've got Sydney Football Stadium, which is a beautiful venue. It's not ours, though, Jane, is it? <laughs> for, for rectangular sport. But what I would say is what the tournament has allowed us to do is uh, leave a strong legacy in the um, infrastructure that's already there. So, you know, we can see in Perth um, the government there's injected over $30 million to upgrade. In uh, South Australia, over $50 million to upgrade the stadiums that are already there. So while they're not brand new, there's definitely been a strong investment to ensure that they lift and to ensure that the legacy from an infrastructure perspective is strong. And we have heard that word legacy a lot um, in terms of what this World Cup uh, will do for Australian football. You've described the tournament as a turning point. Um, So how do we translate the excitement of a, a Women's World Cup into bums on seats every week of the year? So from a FIFA perspective, we're really focused on the global legacy. There's obviously um, a regional legacy as well. Um, For FIFA, we have a strong target of 60 million women and girls playing football by 2026. The domestic legacy is led by Football Australia, and you guys are aware of Legacy 23 and all of the the key areas that they've highlighted there. Uh, Personally, I think the momentum and the support behind the FIFA Women's World Cup is going to excite more people to become fans of our game. It's really going to... um, ensure that more people want to go to the game, be in the stands and really get behind it. So I think that's definitely going to going to happen from as a result of from hosting the tournament here. Yep, we certainly hope so. Uh, of course, Jane, big tournaments like this can't exist without uh, governmental assistance. Uh, football has not always probably been on the best terms with those who run this country. Has, that, has this tournament helped change that, do you think? Oh, look, from the moment we went to the federal government with the idea to bid to host the tournament, they were right behind it. So from 2017, we've had you know, strong support from the federal government. And then, of course, we couldn't have delivered a successful bid without the support of all of the state governments as well. So we've had nothing but support um, during that bid phase. And now when we're into delivery and execution phase, the governments and the relationships, I don't think, has, has ever been stronger Everyone is 100% behind the FIFA Women's World Cup. Everyone wants to make it a success. And everyone understands this is an unbelievable moment in time. I mean, this is the pinnacle of women's football, of women's sport. And as a result, um, everyone is so supportive. And, yeah, as I say, I think the relationship's never been stronger. Okay. So uh, what, what things can people start looking forward to that perhaps we don't yet know about ahead of this World Cup? Have you got anything planned? And uh, maybe you can tell us a bit about the volunteer program as well. Yeah, we've got a few things planned. So we've launched our volunteer program um, and across Australia and New Zealand, we're almost at 100% recruitment for volunteers. So that's been really exciting. Um, We've just launched the um, multicultural community program where we'll have community ambassadors Um, from all of the cultures right across Australia and New Zealand to really help engage their communities and drive support for the tournament. We did that really successfully for the Asian Cup. Mm. And so we can't wait to bring that to life again here for 2023. Um, 100 days to go. So there's a number of events happening right around the country. Uh, You guys have uh, seen the Unity pitch that's been moving around. That'll be in Brisbane on 100 Days to Go. There's also another event. I don't want to give it away too much, but um, on the 11th of April, it will be be huge. 
11th of April is also uh, the final release of tickets. So if you haven't already created your ticketing account, I'd get onto fifa.com and do that and get ready to get online to to purchase. Very good. Now we all are excited about uh, about the World Cup coming up, and, and you mentioned there about the pressures in in being um, the COO of uh, of something this big. But personally, how are you balancing the intense demands of you know a, a tournament like this with uh, you know your personal, your family life? Uh, no doubt, this is a twenty four seven proposition for you at the moment. How are you dealing with it? Yeah, it, it really is 24-7 at the moment. And look, I think um, the word balance probably doesn't exist at the moment. I think I'd like to refer to the word harmony. So, you know, trying to find harmony in all the different things that we're juggling at the moment. And while, you know, we might be um, a little bit more work focused than personal focus, that's exactly what happens at this stage of any major tournament. Uh, look, for me, this has always been purposeful. Um, this isn't just about another major sporting event here in Australia and, of course, New Zealand as well. Um, for me, this is around um, bringing people together to inspire, to empower and to entertain. Um, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, so I'm 100% happy to be dedicating all of my time and energy to it right now. Uh, now, Jane, I know you work for, for FIFA for this tournament, but uh, I think I can ask you this question. Obviously, the Matildas, were all excited about them and whether they can go deep into the tournaments. They are a decent shot. Uh, I don't want to preempt this, but what happens if they don't? Are you concerned that interest might wane locally, at least in Australia, if, if the Matildas don't perform as expected? Yeah, no, it's a good question. I think, you know, we have 32 teams in this tournament. Um, you know, obviously, we've got a number of powerhouse football nations coming up. We've got USA, we've got the Lionesses that a lot of people are, are backing to get right to the um, right to the final. So, look, whilst uh, we all want to see the Matildas do well, we're all proud Australians. We want to see Sam Kerr backflipping right across Stadium Australia after scoring the winning goal. Um, you know, if it does, if the if it doesn't go to plan, you know, there is so much interest in so many amazing footballers that are coming here. I mean, this is the world's best being played here right in our own backyard. So, you know, the tournament will go on, the support will be huge. And whilst you're right, there will be a lot of disappointed people. Um, yeah, I think the tournament is going to be an amazing success. Okay. Jane, well, we uh, wish you all the very best with it, of course. Uh, one more question. What happens for you once the tournament is over? Is you just collapse in a heap in the corner or have you, have you got your <laughs> next project in mind? Yeah, look, I don't know what I'll, what I'll do next, but um, definitely there'll be a, a break on the agenda. I think most people uh, here will definitely have earned an unbelievably long break. Um, and, yeah, we'll see what comes. Brilliant. Hey, Jane, uh, we're excited and uh, looking forward to that final ticket release uh, next week and whatever is planned on the 11th of April. And uh, we will uh, see you at the World Cup. Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks, Jane.